I'll just record now. Oh, oh God. God. Let's we'll do that again. Time to get her on. Morning. Who's that? <laughs> it's your wife, in case you haven't recognised her. Red lights. No, yeah, we need a red light. No, we... we, we you need to look at it because we just... We, we thought we were recording, but we haven't been for the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Take two. Yeah, take, take two. two. Yeah. Konnichiwa. Welcome to Tea Party in the Pod. Konnichiwa. <laughs> Are we recording this? You're recording, yeah. I, I just, we've just done about 20 minutes I've recorded, so sorry about that. Yeah, take two, take two. It's Kieran and Clark. We've had Parkinson's together for nearly a quarter of a century. We know what we're talking about occasionally. Today we're talking about... Well, you're looking pretty fresh. I'll say that. And we're talking about that well, today. Th- thank you very much. I thought I'd make an effort because uh, last time um, we saw each other, you kind of implied or, or you kind of actually said that I look a bit... Uh, <laughs> You're like a tramp. I look it? a bit tramp-like. Um, I think hairy was one of the words you'd used to describe me because uh, I'd let myself go a little bit and it's it's easily done with Parkinson's because I hadn't shaved for a few days. I hadn't had my hair cut for a few weeks, uh, if not a few months, and... Um, yeah, I, I, I looked to state and I looked at myself in the mirror the other day and I thought, right, I've got to do something about this because, you know, a lot of this is about self-confidence and uh, there's all kinds of challenges when it comes to sort of grooming yourself. And um, one of the things that I find a challenge is the visit to the barbers. You, you go quite frequently to the barbers, don't you? Yeah, I go probably every three weeks. I, I like a nice trim. And yeah. I, I, if, if I've got my hair cut, I'm clean shaven, which I yeah. do every day. I feel I feel a lot better about myself, and you know I think it's important when you've got Parkinson's. It is. You want to feel at your best. You want to look your best. You want to look mm. sharp as you can. And I see a lot of people with Parkinson's who look a bit, you know, they look a bit off. You know, yeah. You're unshaven. Your eyebrows have got a bit out of control. Your hair's yeah. a bit rubbish. You know. I think it's important. I mean, I can understand it, though, that, at the same time, because it, it, it is a challenge, you know, looking after yourself in so many different ways, uh, um, not not just your appearance. Um, but the barbers thing, how, how do you find that? Because I, I find that I have to select my moments when I go to the barbers. This, this, the window that I have where I'm perfectly still is, you know, it's it's becoming a bit of an exact science to sort of try and guess when that is. And the windows are becoming narrower and narrower. So um, I try to pick my moments. What about you? What's the barbers experience like for you? You. I tend to go about lunchtime when my meds have kicked. I'm taking 11 o'clock med. Mm. I go about half 11, 12 o'clock and, mm. and I'm all right. I use the same guy every time mm. on the left-hand chair in the barbers. I yeah. wait for him and he's a top man. He yeah. knows I've got Parkinson's. He, he kind of works around it. He works around it if I'm, if I'm a bit shaky, mm. a bit, you know, a bit, sometimes I jab a bit, you know, mm. just move to one side or whatever. He's all right. He knows he's not going to poke me in the eye with it, the scissors or whatever. Mm. And he's, he's stopped using the... A cutthroat razor on me as well. Yeah. Uh, I, used to, I used to get wet shaved now and again. Yeah. Can't do that anymore. But yeah, yeah. I mean, safety thing for for you, you and him if you're wriggling around in the chair. And I often wriggle around, and I'm, I'm very self conscious of it, especially if the if the barber shop is uh, full of customers and I feel like people are looking at me, which they're, they're probably not, but I, I do feel like it. And even if they are, I guess I should get, get over it. But um, you know, I'm still a bit self conscious about it. But fortunately, my, my barber's and I do have a regular one now is um, quite understanding and and he, he's great. He kind of just works around it. He knows, he knows. He, I'm not sure he, we've actually ever spoken about it as such, but uh, he acknowledges it and um, work, works around uh, various uh, shakes and wriggles, which which is good because it is important. I've, um, no, I've noticed I've started shaving left hand as well subconsciously. Yeah. I'd, I'd suddenly started shaving left handed, and, and and I can do it really well now. My right hand's my my side that's really affected. And it's incredible. I can I can have a good shave left-handed. Yeah, I think the mind of the body is an amazing thing because it tends to compensate and work around some of your your ailments without you even noticing it. So doing things from with what the other hand um, is quite a common thing. So 
the thing I noticed is that I, I use my phone now with my right hand and I can't remember at what point I switched over because I'm left-handed and left-sided symptoms. So obviously at some point that became a struggle and I'm, I use my phone with my right hand. But uh, you don't even realise sometimes you, your mind or your body is compensating for this sort of stuff. Exactly. We've called this issue, uh, this, this, this edition, Keeping Up Appearances. Which, <laughs> it is an issue. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it is a massive issue, yeah. yeah. Um, I think it's important to, to you get, get out the tracky bottom sometimes, you yeah. know, look a bit smart and... and we're going to talk dentistry in a minute with Dr. Shafak Hussain, who's got Parkinson's herself. Yes. And um, quite interesting. Have you, you steered clear of the dentist recently? Well, no, actually, I had a visit uh, recently and it was quite similar to bar- my barber's experience and that couldn't stay still. And it kind of um, knocked my confidence a bit because she had to stop halfway through the dentist because I was wriggling around so much. I was having some gum treatment. I had a, had a few injections, which um, I, I was all right with, but I still, my gums are still quite sensitive. Uh, when she was going around with her drill cleaning thingy, I'm sure there's a, there's a term for it that Shafat will tell us. But uh, you know, it's quite noisy, and you know, she she was great, and there was a nurse there, and but still, I was a bit nervous. And when I when I'm nervous, I tend to shake and wriggle more. So she had to stop halfway through. She said, "Look, I'm sorry, I I can't continue. I think it's just better for both of us if if, if, we, if we stop." Because she saw I was in a bit of not agony in terms of pain, but sort of distraught a little bit and she was also conscious that she didn't want to do any damage to to me as well so um we had a discussion about um sedation which kind of threw me oh, so let's chat about this with Shafat. Yeah. let's get her on the phone let's, now yeah we're gonna we're gonna do phone a friend here <laughs> let's call her now hopefully this should be working oh, amazing ah, technology this is bring back memories from your radio days <laughs> phone in hello hello good morning Hello, how are you? We're very good, thank you. It feels like we're on the radio because we're halfway through this podcast and you're our live uh, phone-in guest. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm a little bit nervous, so, you know, hope it goes oh, okay. <laughs> don't, be nervous. No, don't be nervous. Yeah. You're amongst friends. You're amongst Parky friends. friends. Parky friends, yeah. Parky friends, indeed, yeah. yeah. How, how, how are you? I'm okay. You're okay? I'm okay. You, you don't sound certain there. Uh, last time we spoke, you, you were struggling to see your neurologist. It's been quite some time, hasn't it? Yeah, it's almost been, two, it'll be two years this summer That's since I've been a neurologist. Two years. Yeah. And yep. if I remember rightly, you don't have access to a nurse either, do you? No, no access to a PD nurse. Oh. And I am struggling a bit, which is why I say, okay, not brilliant. Mm. But not terribly. I'm, just, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm okay. Are you, are you still managing to do your dentistry with Parkinson's as well? I am. I have cut it down just to two days and... Recently, I have actually been feeling a bit more tired and my tremor's mm. been a bit more unpredictable. So I am now looking at taking early medical retirement within the next oh. year, um, which is a shame because I think with a medication review, I, I could probably carry on, but I can't get one and I can't put my patients at risk. So well, that just goes to um, show the impact of uh, long, long gaps between appointments, right? That's, that's, exactly, yeah. exactly. Well, which part of the country um, are you in, Shafak? I am in Yorkshire. So Dave, you're from North Yorkshire, are you? I'm from West Yorkshire originally, yeah, Ilkley. Yeah, so I'm actually in Wakefield, which right. is West Yorkshire. <laughs> right. so, so where would your, your neurologist be based? What, what hospital? <laughs> okay, so I'm in Wakefield, near um, more Sandals way. So that's nearer um, Barnsley. Right. So I actually ended up going to Doncaster because um, Doncaster had a short waiting list at the time I was diagnosed. So I'm actually being seen in South Yorkshire, which is a is why some of the problems are occurring, like me not having a PD nurse. But hmm. literally, uh, one of my friends, five minutes up the road, is registered with a different GP, so he gets to see a uh, PD nurse from South Yorkshire, but I don't. 
It's quite, it's it's quite, it's quite interesting because um, Kilm was doing some research about the, the other day about where, where the most most people take medication for Parkinson's, and Barnsley was one of the highest rates of Parkinson's yeah, in the country. It, we're trying to work this out because um, there are regional differences in terms of incidence of Parkinson's, and there's some NHS data on published on prescriptions, and it kind of gives a, yeah. an indication of where um, Parkinson's is most prevalent. Um, this is NHS open source data. And it's yeah. Yorkshire is a bit of a hotspot, and Barnsley particularly. Um, I know Barnsley's That's very interesting. Yeah, I think there's a, there's a few reasons for that. Um, Barnsley is quite a big um, catchment area in terms of their NHS uh, mapping. But uh, Dave and I were speculating that you know not too far away from there is uh, various factories and uh, whatnot and there's a certain chemical producing factory that's quite near there as well it's been in the news recently so we were kind of putting yeah. two and two together but uh... Uh, yeah I, that's exactly as you said that I was actually doing the same thing putting two and two together hopefully not getting five but yeah I was thinking chemicals and um mm. there's farming towns very exactly. big farming towns nearby so yeah. yeah, I think I think people need to look at this a bit more closely. Yeah. Uh, that's for another podcast. That's for another podcast. We want to know. I, I've got a couple, a couple of stories about dentists because I I was very scared about going to the dentist when, with Parkinson's. So I, I got a great relationship with my, my dentist, mm-hmm. and um, I, I sort of a, a tooth was getting a bit bad at the back. And I, right. I, left, I left it and left it. I was really anxious, really oh, anxious. And you I, left, I left it. it and left it and left it. I ended up having to have an extraction. So, I've only, and how many teeth you got in your head? Is it 30, 31? 32. 32. I've only got 31 now because I lost yeah, it. Yeah, 32. You may have made me think first, but yeah, 32. <laughs> First test. <laughs> So, so that was my anxiety and my sort of nervousness about going to the dentist with Parkinson's. Then losing a tooth, which is a big price to pay. Uh, I guess that's the first thing, first lesson to learn, right? Uh, don't don't avoid the situation, right, Chef? I think that's exactly it. Do not avoid the situation. I mean, it it is. If a lot of people are anxious about the dentist, the amount of times I get patients walk in and the first thing they say to me, "I hate the dentist," which mm. is really um, uh, something you need to very quickly get used to. If you have a good relationship with your dentist, A, um, your dentist will be, you know, more relaxed around you because, you know, you're forming a better relationship with each other and you go regularly. Um, But B, you'll get less anxious around the dentist yourself as well, Mm. Um, you know, because you trust that relationship develops a trust and you have less problems because you're seen regularly. So you treat problems before they become big problems. Um, and yeah, I think it's very important to go regularly and try and overcome that anxiety. If you're very anxious, there are things we can do. Like, for example, in my practice, I do, um, IV sedation and I have previously done hypnosis on patients as well. So there are lots of things that dentists can do to try and alleviate anxiety. So just, just explain that. Cause I, I, I called on your advice a, a while ago after my last uh, dentist visit, cause uh, that was one of the things that was recommended to me sedation and it kind of, scared me a little bit but you seem to reassure me in that it's quite a standard procedure and perfectly safe very standard. yeah it's very standard um uh, i mean i do i do them very regularly despite my parkinson's actually so what happens in iv sedation let me explain it if you, if that's okay yeah, please. So iv stands for intravenous so one would put a little line in your arm a little cannula in your arm normally or the back of your hand and through that, one administers a drug called midazolam, which is like a, it's a sedative, essentially. Um, and you only do a little bit at a time. And a lot of my patients feel like they afterwards when they come back, they say to me, they felt pleasantly drunk. Um, oh, right. I don't mind that. <laughs> when can I book in? <laughs> yeah. And, and the very good thing about it is it, it causes forgetting, forgetfulness. 
and it speeds up time as well. So things go quicker than what you think they are. Oh, right. So patients, yeah, so you forget what's happened and you um, feel like it's all been a quicker experience than what it was. So it's, it's actually a brilliant, brilliant um, procedure. And I would recommend it for anyone who has anxiety. Obviously, you need to have a full workup and check that there's no other contraindicating factors. But as long as there aren't, I would recommend that finding a practice near you that does that, even if it's not near, um, you know, traveling a little bit to get your teeth sorted isn't um, the end of the world. What are some of the common problems for people with Parkinson's in terms of dental care? Um, the first one, which I come across most commonly, is inability to clean as well because your motor function is slightly reduced. So you might not clean as well as you did once upon a time. So brushing might still be fine, but cleaning between your teeth, you know, things like flossing at the end of the teeth, mm. at the end of the day, it can be quite tricky. I was just asking Dave how often he flosses. I fl- floss most yeah. days, yeah. I find sort of um, flossing, the front of my teeth is okay, but the back I find it particularly problematic. Mm. I just... Well, if, you yeah. sh- if you're shaking, it's quite good. Yeah. You, you move quite quickly. Oh, so I guess. <laughs> the, the unseen benefits or unrecognised benefits of a tremor. Um, uh, but no, you know what? One thing which I find very useful with um, uh, my patients who have tremors or manual dexterity problems is um, a water flosser. That's brilliant. It's a bit messy, though. So a lot of my patients actually do it when they're in the shower. <laughs> the, the jet thing, right? Yes, yes. It, it I, is. I did mention that to my dentist, and she kind of poo-pooed it and said, suggested it wasn't it wasn't as effective as uh, regular floss. No. Yeah. So nothing is as good as physical, um, you know, physically getting in there with something, but failing that and accepting that one might have slightly reduced dexterity with a condition like Parkinson's, one needs to think of what the next um, best thing would be, and in that instant, um, water flosses are actually very. Um, are very useful and they certainly have a place not flossing versus using a water flosser the water flosser definitely wins if you are good at using a normal normal floss then obviously that is the best yeah. but some people don't can't even use normal floss without yeah. having Parkinson's you know yeah. it's, it's, it's a tricky thing to do yeah I've, um, got, I've got one of those floss things that's attached to little plastic um I don't little heart yeah exactly yeah that I find them a lot easier than just using straightforward floss yeah, I mean they're great, but again, um, when you have one of them, you can't. So when when you when you do the flossing action, you're supposed to pull the floss between your teeth and then hug it tight across the tooth surface and then bring it up. And you can't do that with um, the heart. So in that instance, you might feel that sometimes that combination of that and the water flosser might be better. But I guess with all these things, something is better than nothing, right? Exactly, exactly. That's why I never poo poo anything. Mm. Um, uh, not 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 wholly anyway. I try not to. I think, um, I think, I think a lot of a lot of parkies have got um, quite sweet teeth teeth as well. You know, they eat a lot, yeah. eat a lot of chocolate and stuff, which could cause problems. Yeah, I, I was wondering whether that was a thing because recently I've never been a sweet tooth person, and I I recently started. I've got developed an addiction to words. The originals. This is very bad in the dentist. Confession <laughs> 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 time. My, my wife bought me a massive bag of words. Originals for Christmas. Isn't it a, a very, huge bag. Isn't it a very Yorkshire thing? Words. <laughs> um, I am a Yorkshire thing. Yeah, six years in Yorkshire. Six years in Yorkshire. Into words, man. Definitely, um, sugar is a, is, a th- is a thing in Parkinson's, and uh, mm. um, I. I also find that I've got um, I've got an incredibly dry mouth a lot of the time, and that's a thing in Parkinson's, isn't it? Yeah, it is a thing in Parkinson's. It's often a um, side effect of medication. I actually 
um, was fine with it's levodopa sometimes induced dryness in mouth, but I found it wasn't levodopa that induced the dryness. It was um, sertraline. So, when I started taking the sertraline, um, that induced dryness in my mouth. Um, and it's very important in that instance because I don't know about you, Kuhan, but I, I sometimes wake up at night and my mouth is so dry. Yeah, yeah. So it's very important in that instance that you keep um, water by bedside. It must be plain water. Yeah. I have sometimes people come to me and say, yeah, yeah, we keep water by our bedside. I'm like, same water. They're like, oh, we'll put a little bit of cordial in it. I'm like, oh, no. no. <laughs> I am um, uh, water. Yes, sipping water. I find, um, or I've been told, is is better at night, particularly because the trade off with, with drinking water is, is 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 peeing, and that's one of the main reasons that people are yeah. disturbed sleep. So I think yeah. yes, stay hydrated, but in the evening, um, try try to sip water rather than sort of gulp um, exactly. big, big glasses of water. Um, what else it, should should parkies be looking out for in terms of their their teeth? Yeah, so one of the things is obviously you can get dry mouth. With dry mouth, yeah, you need to make sure you're sipping something to keep your mouth um, um, lubricated. And you can develop things called um, like fungal infections, like candidosis in the mouth. You can get white patches. Don't get worried if that happens. Um, often, often if you wear dentures, it will happen more commonly if you wear dentures and if you leave them in at night. So my suggestion to anyone who has dentures um, and has Parkinson's and a dry mouth, make sure you do take it out um, at night and clean it properly. Otherwise, you're prone to this infection. It, won't, it normally doesn't have any other complications, but it is more common in people with Parkinson's. So look out for that. It will appear as white patches in your mouth, it's on your tongue, and if it's under your um, denture, it will appear as red patches. Mm. So look out for that. Good tip. Um, other, other things with Parkinson's is obviously sweet tooth um, and combination of not being able to brush as well often can lead to more decay um, and the dry mouth and everything is, is more decay. So just be more vigilant with um, making sure you, you are not snacking or sweet things too much, says the one who's just admitted to my words of addiction. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you know, try and, if you do have something sweet, try and neutralize it with something, you know, like, like plain water afterwards. Or better still, go and brush your teeth and use an alcohol-free mouthwash because... Um, alcohol will dehydrate your mouth more. Is Listerine alcohol-free? I think you can get an alcohol-free one. Right. I'll be honest with you, Dave. I actually um, say to my patients, forget getting any of the flash ones, sorry, mm. flash um, companies, but, um, you know, I go to um, Superdrug and I just buy the 99, one, 199 Superdrug, the own one. Mm. Yeah. Um, but as long as it's got fluoride in it, that's the main thing. Right. A fluoridated toothpaste and a fluoridated mouthwash, but don't do mouthwash straight after brushing because yeah, you wash away the fluoride. Listerine is actually really quite expensive, isn't it? Uh, medium-sized bottles about five pounds, which is uh, yeah. it seems, seems to be quite, quite quite a lot. I'm just looking at David, and he's just sort of spilt coffee halfway down his shirt, which reminds me, isn't isn't drooling a thing in Parkinson's as well? It is. It is. Um, so you get the two extremes, and I'm afraid it's medication induced um, and muscular as well in some instances. So I don't, I'm not aware that there's a remedy. Please correct me if anyone's listening, um, unless there's a medication change. One of the things you need to be aware of if you, um, you or a loved one does stuff with drooling is that at the corners of the mouth, as we use, lose you know, muscle activity and stuff, at the corners of the mouth, even just as we grow older, can become more downturn. And when they do that, the saliva begins to leak from the corners of the mouth. So that can be quite painful. And it's important 
because that because saliva isn't supposed to be on one skin for a long time. You can get angular colitis. It's just a little um, like red crusting which occurs at the corner of the mouth, but you can get a fungal and bacterial infection on top of that too. So it's important if you or a loved one draws to make sure that you have a hanky, keep tapping at the size of your mouth, but also um, Vaseline. Sorry, what? Um, on the cor- Vaseline on the Vaseline, corners of right, your mouth. Right. Lip, as a barrier. Or lip balm, presumably. Any, any kind of lip balm? Um, any Anything which will form a barrier. Right. Um, I say Vaseline because it's cheap and chirpy and uh, it's just available. But chapstick, anything. It just needs to form a barrier at the corner of your mouth. Otherwise, you can get these painful infections um, at the corner of your mouth. These, these are great tips. Just just going back to yourself, Shifa, I'm just picturing you as a dentist. And do you come across some of your patients? Do, do they have Parkinson's? And do, do, do you have that common connection and that discussion with them? Yes. Um, I actually do have several patients with Parkinson's. And I have told them I have Parkinson's as well. And I've gotten some of them into the um, into the Parkinson's support group that I help manage. Fantastic. And run. <laughs> Fantastic. And does it, in a weird way, does that make them feel more comfortable? I think it does. I, I, I sometimes worry about patients, you know, realising I've got Parkinson's and losing confidence. But I think when you see someone with Parkinson's come in who's still driving, still, you know, working and still doing things despite the tremor, you can tell them because you – Mm. or their stiffness or whatever it might be. You can tell them because they know that just because you have Parkinson's doesn't mean you can't do certain things. Sometimes it does mean it, but not always. It's different for each person. And for me at the moment, I can still do dentistry, so they're happy to trust me, and and I tell them. And um, I I haven't told many of my patients who don't have Parkinson's. Some of them, yes, especially the anxious ones, because they... um, when you're very anxious, I think you develop more of, they become quite dependent upon seeing the same dentist. And mm. I'm a big softie. Um, I, I will spend hours talking to my patients despite being an NHS dentist, which is probably why I'm not, yeah, I'm always running late. But anyway, and, and they, and, and then they become quite dependent upon the, the dentist. So I've started telling some of them so that they're prepared for when I leave. Um, because I don't want them to crash and burn and mm. stop being. And you have a tremor, don't you? I do, how, yeah. How does that work? Because, you know, it's a, it's a fairly intricate thing, right, dentistry. How do you actually manage that? So um, with my tremor, most of the time, until recently, it was only when my hand was at rest. Mm. Um, so uh, I, even it, when, I, when I was talking to patients, it would maybe come on a little bit then, but I could hide it by sitting on my hand. Recently, it has become more present um, and it's even present sometimes when I'm moving my hand that's what's disturbing me and that's what I want to review for so that I can because I don't I mean it hasn't happened but it's affected my treatment yet normally if I control my breathing and I take a tablet at the right time and make sure I do this is the other thing I have to make sure I don't eat anything because mm. <laughs> if I eat something the medication that's why I am hungry a lot of the time mm. not good for me but I, I'm not hungry though. I'm not a hungry person <laughs> that's great um, so yeah, I, I, and as long as I control all these things very carefully, generally speaking, I'm okay, but I ha- do have to be very careful about what I, when I take medication and, you know, making sure it's on an empty tummy and so on and so forth on the days I work. Mm. Is, it, is it quite a big thing for you to, 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 to give it up? It sounds like you're very passionate about it. Yeah, and I'll, I'll devastate it. 
Uh, I think there's I, a, I think I think there's a role for you though, Shafak, work, working in that sort of industry. You know, maybe maybe talking to people about Parkinson's and dentistry, and that it could be a future career for you there. I mean, you do a lot of that already, don't you? Yeah, I do do a lot of talking about Parkinson's and dentistry, and I love I love all the research projects that you know um, some of the steering groups Kieran and I sit on together. Mm. So I mean, I do I, I have a bachelor's in science as well. So I've I've done clinical research and laboratory based research before. So that sort of stuff I can do too, but uh, the thing, like how the thing with dentistry is, if, I think you know, like my father was a GP as well, and I feel like it's, you know, caring for people. It really, without sounding too narcissistic, it really gives me such a sense of well-being, mm. and and it's something I can do, and I can do well, and I don't mean to sound arrogant, but I do. I do do it really well and I really put my patients at ease and I'm able to treat and I know that in this day and age when the NHS dentists are few and far between I'm a good egg you know I will take time out for my patients and I pick up when they are you know like the other other week we had a you know patient who had um self-harm intentions you know and I and that and I picked that up because you see these patients regularly they are my patients it's not like the GP where you come in and you see a different GP every time you come I see these patients every three to six months regularly and and I have a relationship and a rapport with them and I will miss them terribly I don't know that they'll miss me but I'll miss being able to look oh they will they will miss you well I I know some of them will and it's just it's really I, I I really really enjoy it and my dad was a GP and I think I get it from him because he used to, he was the sort of GP back in the 70s and 80s you know the ones doing house calls and mm. um, always always keeping his his family waiting but never letting his patients oh. down he was one of them and I think I've just got that work ethic from him and I think my patients for that reason mean a lot to me so I will miss it terribly mm. and I don't want to go but I've also coming to accept that um, you know, sometimes you have plans and life has other plans and you have to trust in the process. And I'm trying to learn to be more like that, trust in the process. Yeah, unfortunately that's Parkinson's, right? What is it you always say, Dave, about adapting? Adaption rather than abandonment. Yeah, it's continual adapt- adapting with, with Parkinson's and that, that very much goes for your, your future plans, expectations and hope. It's a, it's not a static thing in that sense, but um, I talked about being a good egg there. I'm sure you are. The state of NHS dentistry has been in the news recently, hasn't it? And, uh, mm. yeah, it was in Bristol, yeah, I saw that the other day. Yeah, yeah. Exactly, yeah. But yeah, a lot of this is about self-care, isn't it? And, and that goes for Parkinson's more, more generally. Things that I think the things that you listed off in terms of things, practical things that people could do on a daily basis and that become more challenging. But you know, there are ways to adapt when it comes to dental care. What about where, where do people go for more information? I did seem to recall there was some useful information on the Parkinson's UK website. Would, would yes, there is actually, and they're reviewing their oral healthcare material at the moment, so that will be updated as well. So Parkinson's UK has a web page dedicated specifically to oral healthcare, mm. um, and also you can access, you know, British, you know, your own dental practice website. We'll leave a few links. Um, it does feel like an area. I mean, there's so much else going on in Parkinson's. It feels like it comes near the bottom of the list, but it's it, it does also at the same time feel like you know if you're not paying it attention, it can come back to to, to bite you, right? So best to keep it on can. top of this. Yeah, and most people have their teeth nowadays. It's not like in the earlier part of you know last mm. century, people had their teeth all extracted. So it is important prevention rather than <laughs> letting it progress and having to have the cure is definitely better. 
Um, so yes, definitely invest in all electric toothbrushes, um, water, you know, water flossers, whatever you need to, mm. um, and keep your teeth as clean as you can because hopefully that will stop any problems from developing. Thanks, Shafak. It's been brilliant it's talking been to you. Really it's, it's, it's sort of therapy for us talking, it isn't is, it? Isn't it? I feel of... more comfortable about going to my dentist. Now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Oh, I'm so glad. And if you guys have any toothy problems or anyone does, we will. feel free to contact <laughs> me on Twitter or whatever. We'll, we'll, um, put, you, we'll put your Twitter handle on the on the on the show notes as well. Thanks, Shafak. Yeah. Take care, guys. Thank, thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Cheers. Take care, guys. Bye. 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 Oh, that was quite informative, but also quite quite touching as well, right? Yeah, it's tough when you, you've got to give up the career you love, isn't it? And, and you know, Shavak's obviously near that stage, but, but coping mentally with it quite well. Yes, you know, I mean, you, you can tell it was, you know, having to retire from work, uh, something that she's very passionate about was going to be quite a, quite a step for her. But uh, unfortunately, this is what Parkinson's does. It does cause uh, people to retire early from work. And um, in cases where your work is your passion, you know, that, that's a... That's a double blow. Um, it's not just about dentistry we want to talk about. We want to talk about hair and nails and shoes yes. and clothes and everything. So we've got Anne-Marie on here. Let's have a look, listen to her. Hi, Clarky. Hi, Kuhan. So keeping up appearances, there's an interesting thing. There's a quote that says, no matter how you feel, get up, dress up, show up and never give up. And I like to think of that when I'm having a bad day. It's not an easy thing with Parkinson's, as we know. Anxiety, apathy, depression, lack of dopamine, all of those things can halt you in your tracks. So the things I like to keep up on my appearances with are three things. And I've never really been a material girl, so, but these are my three go-tos. Number one, shoes. I used to love wearing killer heels. Can't do that anymore. So my go-to now is Doc Martens little bit obsessed with them got too many pairs of them but um if you're gonna have to wear flat shoes wear some good ones number two hair always had to be shiny with no gray showing as much as possible i've got a fantastic hairdresser called Lindsay that i've known for over 20 years she's seen me through thick and thin good and bad and i've told her come the day i can't make it into the salon anymore She's coming around to do my hair and to not let my standards drop. And three, have my nails done, brightly coloured, nicely manicured, toes and hands. And um, even when my toes are cramping from dystonia, I know I've got really nice nail polish on them. I've got a great nail technician called Deborah, and I've told her the same thing. Come the day when I don't care anymore and I don't seem to care anymore, know the inside that I do. So come round, get my nails done, don't let my standards drop. So those are my little things that I do to keep up appearances. Whenever you see Anne-Marie, she's always got a, a lovely shiny pair of docks on. Her hair's always immaculate, yeah, her nails yeah, are always brilliant. Yeah, yeah. So You can tell it's, uh, it's great uh, that she takes pride in that. Um, I, I love that, you know, uh, no matter how you feel, get up, dress up, show up, never give up. Mm. I think it's important you get up, make your bed. Yeah. Have a shower, have a shave, freshen. I put a bit of cologne on as well. Yeah. Mate. A bit of Izzy Mac, he goes a on. A bit of Brute. Old Spice, <laughs> is it? <laughs> so, you know, just, just so, so you're ready for the day. You yeah, know. It's, yeah. It's, it's massively important. Obviously, we can't quite emphasise with the, with the nails thing. Um, you say that. I go to, I go to the, uh, the manicurist. Oh, all right. Down, down the road here. She, she, she's, she does my, just cuts my nails and stuff, makes oh, them look smart. Right. So I think that's important because sometimes you, it's, it's t- difficult to cut your nails. So right. I think it, it costs 20 quid or something, does yeah. my nails, brilliant. Uh, and she doesn't put polish on them. I saw Matt Eagles online the other day. The guy's at Pikes for 50 years <laughs> and his nails painted. <laughs> and do you have it done, as it were, because you can't do it yourself? 
I think it makes me feel good. She massages my feet as well, so Ah, my feet get quite a lot of stone in my feet. So my right foot is is quite stiff. So I've told her I've got Parkinson's. Does it? You know. So I can cut my fingernails, but my toenails uh, I find a bit bit more challenging, and uh, that that means I end up leaving them for for a while, which is not great. It's somewhat of a frustrating process, but um, maybe I should take a leaf out of your book and pamper myself. And we'll have a double session because they have have nice massage chairs there as well. Use a bit of your pip to invest in yourself. Yeah. Well, um, talking of uh, of pip, actually, a lot of the questions that come up in pip are about grooming, right, Uh, and about uh, self care, and and I remember the. you sent me um, your PIP when I was applying for mine as just as a reference point, which I found quite quite useful. And um, there was some quite um, descriptive language you used in there in terms of how your morning routine and, and your, your bathing, your showering, your getting dressed and the fact that you had to have help from, from your wife and your mm. son sometimes to help you with that morning routine. It's, uh, it was quite a... It was quite a thing to, to, to face and to describe, wasn't it? It's quite emotional, isn't it, when, you, when you've got to talk about your frailties. It, uh, I, I, tend to, I tend to battle, you know. I, I don't like people helping me. So I remember uh, Tom Isaacs, I met Tom Isaacs once, and he talked to his wife, and she said he'd do, anyth- do anything to not, not get help. So he'd be struggling, writhing on the floor, trying to get trousers on and stuff, and he might spend half an hour doing it, but eventually he did it and managed to do it himself. So. Is it a pride thing? I think pride, yeah, yeah. yeah. Pride. I, I don't want to carry on as independently as I can for as yeah. long as I can. So yeah. I, I wear bamboo socks, which are quite good. So yeah. they, they stretch quite a lot. So yeah. um, use those. Yeah. And I, I've got some nice. These are Vuori, V U O R I trousers, and they're, they're very nice. They're very stretchy and, and good. I use Ben Sherman jeans as well, which right. stretch. Right. So so you can you can yeah. get them on quite easily. And you had your bathroom done recently, right? Um, you. Took out the bath and got a walk-in shower. Now is that right? Yeah, I've, I've got I've got a walk-in shower in, in the bedroom. Yeah, which mm. is perfect, and, and, a, and a, a, a separate shower thing to mm. do your body and stuff. So mm. that's that's quite good. Uh, you know, cost a few quid, but it was worth yeah. the investment. You, you say know. cost a few quid. Didn't you have some, some weird incident with your plumber where he he, he did a runner in the sense that uh, not in the usual way. He, <laughs> he, he didn't ask for payment, right? <laughs> <laughs> I thought if it was giving me a freebie, it came back recently. They procured oh, yeah, to pay yeah, the balance. Yeah, right. yeah. Fair, fair enough. Um, and you can get help for this sort of thing, not just PIP, right? In terms of home modifications, uh, yeah. there are benefits for that. But just in regards of, of PIP, um, try and be as descriptive as possible when it comes to this sort of thing, even though it's difficult to describe and, and emotionally to put down it, uh, on paper it, in words. If, is- if people don't know what PIP is, it's personal independence payments. So it's, a, it's a, a, an amount of money you get every month from, from, from the government to help you. And it's, it- it's, it's tax-free as well and... It's worth applying for it. Yeah, it's a UK specific thing as well. It's in the news a lot, and it's in sort of Parkinson's news a lot because uh, it's quite an ordeal of a process to go through. But you know, I looked at some of the data last year, and it's quite clear that most people that do apply get PIP, and those that do get it get the maximum amount. Um, those that that don't, who end up appealing, also get that uh, appeal overturned. In terms of they end up getting the payment. Yeah. Um, so don't let this stuff put you off because the chances are if you apply for PIP, you, you'll get it. The sad truth is uh, most people with Parkinson's haven't applied for PIP. I think a lot of this is down to not only just the fact that the process is just so convoluted and not designed for conditions like Parkinson's, but also because, you know, there's a certain, I don't know if it's pride or what the emotion is, but I, I feel like people are reluctant uh, to go down that step because it's, you know, it's a confirmation that you've got uh, this condition. 
I don't want to talk about Pip anymore. It depresses me, Pip. <laughs> yeah, it, it does. But, it, you know, it's important because a lot of things that we're talking about now are, do involve money, um, you know, dentistry particularly. Yeah. The, the Shafak is very rare in being an NHS dentist. And, you know, worldwide, most people have to pay for their dental health care. And it's not cheap. I think using benefits like, like Pip or whatever your local welfare offers you, then, um, you know, try, try and take advantage of that. Yeah. OK, let's hear from Joe. Hello, Kuhan and Dave. It's Joe here. In response to your question about keeping up appearances, I agree it's really difficult when you've got Parkinson's to keep up your standards. And in fact, actually, when I, often when I do a survey and they're asking about symptoms and how things may have changed over time and you're asked to rate it out of 1 to 10, I find myself going more towards the end where it says I care less now about my appearance than what I did before. I think it is important, though, to make an effort, and I, I know I do make an effort. I think one of the things about um, now that we have so much video calling, when I get up in the morning, the first thing I do is I put my clothes on so I'm not caught out on a video call. Shaving. Shaving can be a bit of a pain, and I, I, and I must admit I don't like to shave, but I try to shave every couple of days. I think with clothes, I haven't got to the stage. I, I know that I have difficulty dressing. That's one of my biggest problems with Parkinson's is get, getting dressed and getting undressed, particularly shoes and socks. I've also got a pair of smart brogue shoes that look as though they're lace-ups, but actually they're elasticated. So they're much easier just to slip on and they look like, they look like I've got laced-up brogues on. I think another thing is just not to be too proud to ask someone to give you a bit of help when dressing. I know one of the things, obviously, I've been playing football for many years. It's only since I've had Parkinson's and only really in the last year or two that I might be in the dressing room and just ask one of the other guys just to help me with a sleeve or do a button-up. That wouldn't have happened a few years ago. And finally, although we're talking about keeping up appearances and I've, I've said about how I dress just in case I get a video call and try to be clean-shaven and so on and so on for other people, most importantly... Dress, groom yourself, present yourself for yourself um, and just try to be as comfortable as you can. Don't worry about what other people think. Try to be as comfortable as you can and I think that leads to a smile. And when you're smiling, that's the best way of presenting yourself to anybody. Love to you both. See you soon. Bye-bye. Love to you as well, Joe. Lovely. If you oh. smile at people, they smile back, don't they? Yeah. <laughs> Joe, he, he, he looks and sounds and is a, a, a gentleman, isn't he, in, in the truest sense. Uh, he, he's always well turned out, I, I, I agree with you. There were some great tips there. Uh, what did you take from that? I quite fancy those uh, slip-on brogues that look like you lace them up and down. Yeah, you know. I've got a pair on right now, actually. Have you? Yeah, yeah. Um, they're actually sketches shoes, but the same principle. Looks like uh, laces, but they're not. They're just slip-on. And they're, they're just so... Uh, easy to to put on and uh, and take off and also just really comfortable I, I don't know what it is they do with with the heel or the support for it but it just it's just so comfortable a uh, little bit pricey but um not not extortionate uh, and well worth the investment we've been through everything now i think dentists hair not the makeup, but you know that that's not something we wear. But um, I think moisturising that sort of thing, looking after your skin yeah, is important. Yeah, dry skin, as Serum. we talked about in the last uh, episode, is it, it, a big thing. I, you know, I've got incredibly dry skin. We had a few messages off the back of uh, last episode where I was talking about seeing a skin specialist, and it seems to be uh, qu- quite a common theme in Parkinson's and uh, another symptom or range of symptoms does, that doesn't really get covered and talked about enough. So, um, skin care is very important in Parkinson's. Just going back to the um, the dental 
little thing. Um, I had a weird incident recently where I was using one of those travel toothbrushes. Right. Uh, we were away somewhere and um, we took a couple of ta- travel toothbrushes with us. You know, those plastic flimsy ones. Yeah. Did and you I, snap it? Yeah. I, I was brushing so hard, I ended up snapping it. And it made me think, actually, about you know what I call the Parkinson's grip because I end up gripping things too hard, whether it's a toothbrush, uh, a tennis racket, the steering wheel of a car or um, my razor as well. That's the other thing. I've cut myself a few times because I'm, I'm, I'm pressing too hard on, on the razor and I'm pretty sure it's down to that sense of proprioception thing which is out of sync in Parkinson's which is basically about your feeling of touch or how your body is in space and so when you put one foot in front of the other it's the sensation that the foot sends to the brain to tell you yeah your foot's on the ground take, take the next step it applies to any, anything to do with touch and I find there's a few scenarios where, where um, that, that's happened I've heard of people in a, on a more serious note not feeling that their foot is on the pedal of a car as well so you know that can cause all kinds of problems have, have you experienced anything like this? Uh, not, not really. No, I think um, grip grip is quite a thing. I think you know I overgrip things, like you say toothbrushes and things mm. like that. My electric toothbrush sometimes I go mm. too hard on my teeth and stuff. Um, pen, you know, I can sometimes pen, yeah. grab a pen trying to write and mm. uh, I grab it too hard and I can't move the, move the pen very well. But not. Re- I think my foot my foot's got disdainer in it, so mm. accelerator. But I've got to make sure when I'm driving, I'm, I'm fully medded up. Mm. I, I won't tra- drive too far these mm. days. So that's that's important. But uh, one thing we haven't talked about is, is the optician as well. Yes. I was wearing a pair of glasses the other day that, mm. you know, the, the sides were, the screw had got a bit loose mm. and it, they weren't quite straight and stuff. Looked myself in the mirror, I thought, you look terrible. You know, I wasn't particularly well shaven that day. And mm. I, I, most days I have a good shave. Did not your confidence? I, 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 just thought, I just thought you looked rubbish, so I chucked them in the bin. Mm. There's, there's a great brand called Easy Peasy, which mm. do great reading glasses, mm, very stylish. Yeah. And they, they gripped your shirt as well. So if, yeah. if you took them in the top of your shirt... Oh right, the, the grip there as well, which is quite good. So they're they're worth having a look at. Just just make yourself look decent. And, yeah, um, I've been talking about eyes and opticians, and well, I, I wear contact lenses, and um, I find them increasingly difficult to to to, to put on, particularly because uh, of my dry eyes. So I've got dry skin, dry mouth, and, and dry eyes. It's, it's a bit of a theme, and I find myself in the morning often having to spend you know five ten minutes struggling to, to to put them in i have considered sort of laser surgery but at this point um i find it difficult to imagine what it would be like me sitting still through a procedure like that so um i need to sort of think very carefully about what i need to do with my my eye care i think we've finished yapping haven't we just about i, th- I think so time for a bit of this i think Meet the cardigan-wearing, guitar-playing Andrew Wright from Nottingham. Andrew's Instagram account is proof you can really play music, you still play music with Parkinson's. When his meds kick in, his fingers flatten down the fretboard. He can play anything from Hendrix, Neil Young to the Beatles, and he's, he's a shining example to the rest of us. He made me pick, pick my guitar up the other day, because oh. I hadn't done it for a while, so I thought I saw him on, on, on Instagram. Mm. We'll put his Instagram account on, on, online. And uh, he was brilliant, so he's inspired me to take up the guitar again. Fantastic. Now to Richard Dunning, who was diagnosed with Parkinson's in 2017. It hasn't stopped him from following his passion of wildlife photography. Nicknamed the shaky photographer, he snaps owls, kites and kestrels in the northeast, and he's put some brilliant po- photos online, still doing it with Parkinson's. Yeah, some of his photos are just, I mean, so professional, they're, they're amazing. I don't know if, it, if it's a Parkinson's-induced creativity, as it is in my case, or not, or not but uh, it's certainly very impressive stuff. People with Parkinson's do amazing things. And check out this account, Peaceful Tano on Instagram. Features a 56-year-old Puerto Rican man with Parkinson's pulling off some killer dance moves. All right. 
He does synchronised dancing with his wife and it's simply amazing. His movement is breathtaking. Fantastic. I was reading an article about the benefits of dancing in Parkinson's the other day and it seems to be a big scene. Yeah, absolutely. Two parts in a pod. Use our experience to help your experience. If you enjoy the podcast, you can rate and review us now. You may find earlier editions useful as well. Our doors are always open if you want to give us feedback and comments. We love hearing from you. TwoParkinsonPod.com. Uh, you can message us there. If any of the themes that came up today um, ring true for you, uh, share your experience with us. And, or, or if you've got any suggestions for future episodes, uh, please feel free to, to reach out. So we've got time for. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Any ideas you've got for the show, drop us a line. We'd love to hear from you. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.